Hey, everybody. It's Honorado and Company, Chris Honorado and Ashley Miller, live from Saratoga Race Course, the new paddock suite. Yeah. We are out on the balcony for a really cool event as uh, they will host Joseph Carr, the nation's top winemaker, Josh Sellers, Joseph Carr Wines. He's here to raise some money for local fire departments, and uh, we'll hopefully have a moment or two to sit down and chat with Joe. We did a few weeks ago or so yep. to preview of the event, but the day is finally here and uh, and we'll hopefully get a chance to talk with him. We also have Dan Dockich coming up on the show this week. He's a TBT analyst specific to why we have him on the show. Of course, Jimmer Fredette was playing that. Not bad digs, huh, Ash? No, not at all. This is the first time I've been up here. Uh, what a view. We're overlooking the paddock, got some horses, schooling, um, getting used to the surroundings at Saratoga. I could get used to this. This yeah. could be a place that I would spend a little bit of time. Naira.com. Go there and you can find out exactly how to reserve a spot here at the Paddock Suite. It's not that bad. Really not that bad. Beautiful new building and uh, pretty accessible. All right, let's get things going here on Honorado and Company. A lot to do, including the Mets with a sweep. Oh. What does it mean? That's where we start. is Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. Shout out to all of our partners here, local business partners on Honorado and Company. Brought to you every single week by Alpenhouse. I'll be in Amsterdam next Thursday with the show. Looking forward to always seeing the great Heck family, Katie Osborne. Uh, as well. All right, Ash. So it's a, a, a subway series. They only played two games. They'll play two more in the Bronx uh, at the end of August. But I guess my question here is after you see the Mets sweep a mini series from the Yanks, what does it mean? Anything? Uh, I think it means kind of what we thought it would mean with the return of Max Scherzer. Uh, and I think it means even scarier things for the return of a guy like Jacob deGrom, who the Mets are going to get back next week. They've proved that if they have the pitching, they can do enough offensively. They are a different team this year offensively than they have been in past years. So I think it just proves that the Mets are for real. I think most of us kind of knew that going in, but like I said earlier, I think in our rapid reaction from KPM restoration, I think this was a barometer for the Mets in a lot of ways. Are they good enough to compete with a team like the Yankees? And I guess it was a barometer for the Yankees and like, are you there yet? Well, no, because this is these are the kinds of pitching that you're going to face in October and maybe they're not there yet. I'm smiling because the first half of that was like so Yankees fan that I'm yeah. I'm hearing the Mets fans in my head screaming like, this isn't a barometer for us. The Yankees were better than the Yankees. I, I'm not saying they're not better than yeah, the no, Yankees, I hear you. but it's never they've never proven to be you know, that good of a team. It's always been the Yankees and then the Mets. So that's why I call it a barometer game. If it had been the other way around, I would have said it's a barometer game for the Yankees. Yeah. And like I said, I kind of flip-flopped a little bit. It is in a way a barometer game for the Yankees too, because it's just proving which team currently is better. And the good news for the Mets is, is they're going to get better when they get reinforcements in Jacob deGrom. Okay. So before we get to what the Yankees did ahead of the trade deadline, mm -hmm. let's talk about what you were saying here with with Jacob Degrom, and then I'll give my thoughts on whether or not that series we just saw really means all that much. Degrom four starts the minor league level, 
Back-to-back starts at AAA Syracuse. He was not good Wednesday no. afternoon. Gave up four runs in that start. Um, but he's healthy, and yeah. that's all that matters. I say, like, hey, look, I don't care how a guy really looks. He may be tinkering with some stuff in a rehab start at the minor league level. He just wants to know that he's strong enough to get through a few innings to ground prove that. I only worry if I see a guy struggling really at the major league level. So by all indications, DeGrom is ready to go for early next week. And then he'll be on track for a series with the Braves if he pitches either Monday or Tuesday. So yeah. things get interesting very quickly for DeGrom and his return to a big league mound. This changes the game. Mm-hmm. If he is healthy and he's able to be a factor yeah. for the entirety of the rest of the season – changes the game for the Mets. I then put them on par with the Dodgers, who are red hot. Mm-hmm. Mets, Dodgers, and you can kind of backfill however you From want. There, if you yeah. want to put Atlanta third, fine. But the fact if you can get Scherzer, who I know is going to be really good, mm-hmm. DeGrom, we haven't seen him more than a year. July 7th was the last time he pitched a major league baseball game of last year. Mm-hmm. And I still don't trust his back, his shoulder, his elbow. So let me see something from DeGrom a few starts before I believe. But but this makes the Mets, I think, the favorites to win the NL if I'm going to really long-term project here. Sure. Because in a seven-game series, I can give you Scherzer and DeGrom twice. twice. I, I can find my way to four wins with yep. those guys. Or Walker's really good once, whatever. Yep. This changes the whole landscape of the National League if DeGrom truly is healthy. Yeah, and I'm a little more concerned about the bad outing last time out. You said it. Ultimately, as long as he's healthy, that's great. But he gave up two home runs. For me, the three walks is a little concerning with control. I guess, like you said, if you're tinkering with something, maybe that leads to the lack of command. Um, but if that takes him a little bit to get back, I think if he's 90% of what he was for the New York Mets, it changes the game. Okay. How much does this change the game? Andrew Benintendi, an all-star outfielder in Kansas City, on a one-year uh, arbitration deal, now going to the Yanks. Left-handed bat, not a lot of power, only three home runs this year, 39 RBIs, but he's hitting a career-best 320 for Kansas City. Stanton's on the IL currently, so Ben Benintendi, boom, right into it. And, oh, by the way, guess who they're going to play? Yeah. <laughs> Kansas City. So Judge, Hicks, Ben Benintendi, mm-hmm. not a bad outfield now with Stanton on the IL. Nope. And I'll take him. And like you said, he's not a power hitter, but he's a contact hitter. And that's something that not everyone one through nine in the Yankees lineup does is hit for contact. They are more kind of built with power hitters who some of whom hit for contact like a DJ LeMayhew. Um, But yeah, I I like the move. We talked a little bit about Benintendi's, you know, vaccination issues. At this point, they're not going to Toronto. They shouldn't be going to Toronto for any reason in the postseason. But we'll see how that goes. Okay. They do have to go go at the end of September. And according to reports on Thursday morning, Benintendi has said, hey, it was a personal choice at the time. He has indicated he's going to get vaccinated. I think the Yankees believe that to be what's going to happen. And so you pull the trigger on this deal because I'm with you. You don't know what's going to happen by the time we roll around October. So I want to make sure that a guy I'm trading for, even if it's three minor league pitchers none of us have ever heard of, I want to make sure this guy can be in the lineup north of the border. So right. it sounds like Benintendi will get vaccinated and be a part of any road trip that might take them to Toronto. Go ahead. What are you laughing I- at? I'm laughing because there's a very misbehaved horse in the paddock right now who's Get getting a little wild, which is kind of funny. 
Billy, um, our boy Billy Blake here wants to know how many more moves do the Yankees make before the deadline? No way they're done now. No, gotta I gotta go get pitching. Yes, and I think it's Castillo. I think they yeah. make a move for Luis Castillo. He's the best starting pitcher on the market. There won't be many of them, I don't think, uh, especially now with the the added wild cards. You got more teams beyond the trade deadline, yep. which is August second, who aren't ready to sell. So I think it's Luis Castillo that ultimately becomes the target of the Yankees here, right? Yeah, I mean, this has been all the talk is Castillo from the Reds. Um, I, they need someone. I don't know who it will end up being. I would take Castillo. But, yes, they need someone in a starting pitching capacity. Uh, and they may even need a bullpen arm with, you know, losing Michael King. We talked about that a little bit yep. uh, on our KPM Restoration Rapid Reaction. Losing Michael King, you got to kind of figure out where the pieces go in the bullpen as well. But, yeah, I think starting pitching has to be something that they circle. All right, I'm keeping my eyes peeled here for Joe Carr, who is <laughs> going to be at Saratoga Racecourse any moment for a really cool event. Let's take a quick time out here on Honorado and Company. When we come back, Jimmer Fredette and the TBT. Kevin Durant going to Boston? Is that the right fit for the Celtics? No, I'm not worried about Durant. I'm worried about the sure. Celtics, a team that got to the NBA Finals just a year ago. Uh, is that the right move for Boston? And Brittany Griner's situation in Russia now kind of the plot thickens a yep. little bit here as we are getting reports from the Kremlin. We've got all that coming on Honorado and Company. Hang on right after this in less than a minute. Whether you're into lounging, cruising, or just relaxing, summer fun starts with Alpenhaus. Enjoy a smooth ride that'll change the way you boat forever on a Barletta pontoon powered by Mercury Outboard. Nobody makes a more reliable, powerful lineup of outboard motors than Mercury to continue propelling your adventures. Now's the perfect time to buy a new Barletta pontoon with the legendary performance of a Mercury outboard. Alpenhaus, Route 30, Amsterdam, and alpenhausboats.com. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhaus. Back live at Saratoga Racecourse on the balcony of the brand new Paddock Suite. And it is exactly that. It is sweet. Uh, sweet. Big race this weekend, Ash, while we're here at Saratoga. Let's do a little horse racing here. Had an opportunity to catch up with Chad Brown earlier in the week. He has two horses in the Jim Dandy this Saturday, Zandon and Early Voting. Early voting, that's who you see right there with yep. the uh, orange cap. What's your read on these two horses? Uh, early voting with the previous yeah. winners and then finished third at the Derby. Yep, I was going to say early voting has to be the best bet in the Chad Barn. I think going into last weekend, we thought maybe Jack Christopher, who ran an okay third in the Haskell, yep. um, but he's not going to run in the Travers. Instead, going to run in the Allen Jerkins. So we should see, if, ever, if all goes well, we should see both of these horses this weekend in the Dandy and then a month from now in the uh, Travers, which is, as Chad called it, it is not just on the bucket list. It is the whole bucket list. The Travers at this point, because he's got a Preakness, obviously a Triple Crown is, you need a lot more to happen than that. But for Chad Brown, the Travers is the bucket list. Yeah. And this will be his best chance at getting it this year. I think everybody wants a derby, right? It's cool to yeah. say you won the Kentucky Derby, but you're right. Chad Brown wants to be able to walk around Saratoga, have dinner at 15 Church, and say, I won the Travers. You won't even have to say it. Everybody will know it. Correct. Okay. Uh, by the way, I had an opportunity to talk with Chad outside his barn earlier in the week, and here's what he had to say about his two horses and the Jim Dandy. 
I think it's a, a bit of an advantage, hopefully. Um, you hope they have a good, good, clean race over the track, uh, but not too taxing of a race where they can still move forward into the Travers and have something left for that race. And early voting, if they both break clean, is going to be more forwardly placed in Zandan. I guess from that standpoint, um, he'll be ahead of them for most of the race, uh, maybe all of the race, so we'll see. Um, but Zandan, that's his normal running style. If there's enough pace in, in the race up front, uh, could really set up for him. It's supposed to be a small field, but a really solid field, and uh, you know, three of the top horses in the division are going to run, so um, should be an exciting race. All right, there's Chad. Sounds like early voting first to the lead. It's a small field, yeah, um, but it's a powerful field, as Chad said. Um, you know, some of the top three year olds in the country in this race one week after the Haskell you talked about Jack Christopher uh feels like early voting to me mm -hmm. I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Preakness winner yep and the horse that Chad seemed to indicate there out to the lead and maybe never giving it up yeah and I think that's even more possible and like you said it's a powerful field but it's a small six horse field is that what we're looking at um listen that's it's very small and that's kind of been the trend at Saratoga this year is a small field's but powerful fields. You yep. get two or three big horses and then a few that fill in. Because, listen, horses don't want to run against the big guns unless they have to. So they're going to wait until a, a race like the Travers, get into the Travers another way, and then you'll probably see a bigger field in the Travers. Uh, Bill, Billy, yep. Yeah, Billy. Billy says a good one in the Curlin, too. By the Billy Blake, by the way. Oh, he's I, our horse racing guy. Yeah. You know what, Billy? We're going to connect because I'm doing a bunch of shows on Saturday mornings in Saratoga. Oh, hey. I got a plug for that. Hang on. Stand by Saturdays in Saratoga with Honorado and company. So Billy, I'll be hitting you up, man. I'm ho I hope you can join us for one of those shows and educate me a little bit uh, on what is happening on one of those big Saturdays in Saratoga. We'll be at Westside Bar and Grill this Saturday, 1130 to get you ready for the Jim Dandy. And then we'll bounce around town a little bit. Stay tuned for those locations and those exact dates. Uh, as we kind of expand here in the summer. And why not? We're right outside the Pick 6 Vodka paddock. Pick 6 Vodka, of course, going to bring you those Saturday shows of Honorado and company. All right, let's get into the hoops here, Ash. Mm -hmm. uh, Jimmer Fredette now knocked out of the TBT. They made it all the way to the regional final. And, and truth be told, Wednesday night, I went to bed. It got a little late. They were down like nine. I yep. thought, well, by the time the Elam ending starts, they have no chance. I woke up this morning. I saw they lost 83-81. I thought, Ooh. oh, they were right there. They were yeah. tied next bucket. This is why I love the Elam ending. Yeah. It was next basket wins. And unfortunately, it was Red Scare, a bunch of Dayton alums that got that next basket. So You know what's funny? You went to bed and I thought, well, this game is over. I'm going to turn it to the Yankees and Mets. So that's what I did. Turned it to the Yankees and Mets. Yeah. Didn't even realize it was that close. It was 83-81. It was tied at 81. The target score was 82. Ooh. A free throw That's would have crazy. gotten done and said it was a, a layup in traffic um, for this Dayton team that ended up doing. It was fun to watch Jimmer play. We'll hear from Dan Dockage coming yep. up on the show. On Jimmer, yeah. For TBT and ESPN. All right, Kevin Durant. Now, the Boston Celtics are the latest team to be most involved. And I, I think really the first team to be most involved, where we feel like, okay, I can kind of shape a package out of Boston. Of course, it would have to center around a guy like Jalen Brown. Is this the right move for Boston, a team that got to the NBA Finals this past spring? 
I don't know if it's the right move because I think they're, I think we've talked about this. I think they're built to win as is they, they can make moves that you don't have to get, go get one of the top five players on the planet to win an NBA championship. That being said, if you go get Kevin Durant, you're now the favorite to win an NBA championship. Um, so it, it, it's not, there is no bad move that they can make. If they go get Kevin Durant, they should be almost guaranteed to win an NBA title in the next two or three years. If they don't, they probably are still one of the favorites to win an NBA title in the next season or two mm-hmm. with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. I think Durant, though, Boston after last postseason feels like they need a closer. And I, I don't want to speak poorly of Jason yeah. Tatum, right? But what we saw of him in the finals, they had some bad fourth quarters. He turned the sure. ball over more than any player in NBA mm-hmm. finals history, postseason history. But that's his first NBA finals. I hear you. But if I'm it's Boston, happened to many other people. I know the window is very small to win a championship. Now, Golden State has made that look differently. Mm-hmm. But if I have an opportunity to get Kevin Durant, who has four years left on his contract, and I have to give up Jalen Brown and some picks and maybe one or two other players, I'm doing it. Yeah. Because he's still one of the best players on the planet because I can give him the ball in late fourth quarter situations and trust that he's going to get the job done. I think it also creates crazy headaches for opposing teams. Like Jalen Brown's a really good player, but I don't think teams fear Jalen Brown. Yeah going into each game they know hey if we aren't checking kevin durant he's gonna burn us for 40 i would make the deal from boston i don't think it's a desperate move i think it's a hey we are here to win now let's take our swing at the next three years with durant when he's still gonna be 34 35 36 and i think good enough to still play at a really high level yeah i don't disagree but like i said i i don't think it eliminate i think they're still a top contender even without him as is so if they go get him good for them that like you said it's a statement they're here to stay they want to win now uh but if they don't i still think the celtics are pretty darn good sam's checking in yeah we started an hour late to coincide with this event here at saratoga race course so an 11 a.m start for us on a thursday sam's checking in (laughs) first family i like it thank you sam it's very nice of you buddy um he says how about those mets Watch, go back when we're done here, Sam, on Facebook and go watch the first 10 minutes or so. We give you all the Mets you could possibly need or watch us on my four Saturday nights. Yeah. Uh, Carol's checking in too. Carol, great to see you. Nick says Boston has to go for it. KD puts them over the top. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody here is is disagreeing with that at all. And if I'm the Nets, I'll take Jalen Brown. Unless you're going to get a third team to play. To play into this, you're going to find a lot of teams that want a guy like Jalen Brown. I agree. I think Jalen Brown would be a great return for Brooklyn. Initially, when we kicked it around, like, as is Phoenix the best fit? Yeah, Phoenix could have given them some really good players, but DeAndre Ayton re-ups, that's not going to happen. I think at this point, Jalen Brown is probably the best return. But I've said to you, I don't think there's going to be a good enough deal out there for Brooklyn to pull the trigger. I think... I, I know you this is so he, stupid. He plays in Brooklyn. Record it, bring it back, throw it in my face. I think Durant is a net next year. Okay. I, I just I don't see a deal being good enough out there to get this thing done. Okay. All right, when we come back here on Honor Auto and Company, Dan Dockich, uh, TBT analyst with ESPN, courtside seat to watch Jimmer Fredette and the money team. He is coming up 
next here on Honorado and Company. We still have the Popeyes Louisiana Fast minute to come. Did you see the look Aaron Rodgers was pulling <laughs> off the training camp? We'll show you that this if you guy. did see it, even if you saw Ugh. it, when you hear our reaction to it. And Kyler Murray is being told by a professional football team he has to study. Otherwise, he may not get paid all that is in his contract. Dan Dockage, though, next here on Honorado and Company. Hang on, everyone. Back in 30 seconds. Water, smoke, mold, and sewage cleanup. Reconstructing your home after a disaster can be both stressful and demanding. KPM Restoration will work quickly to restore your home. We'll help provide complete damage restoration to your property. My problem was that uh, I was traveling. There was a leak in my basement. We called KPM. They came in at 9 o'clock at night and were there till 2 o'clock in the morning until the problem was solved. KPM Restoration. We'll get you back to normal. And now back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. All right, Ash, from hanging out at Saratoga with the country's top winemaker, Joseph Carr, and the great things he's doing with Josh Sellers to raise money for firefighters in the Capital Region to probably the hardest working guy in media currently <laughs> from OutKick to his radio show to doing TBT games in Dayton, Ohio. In All fact, over. The last time I talked with this guy was on the radio here locally, and that was a few years ago. And he was so busy then that he did the entire segment walking through a grocery store and then checkout line. <laughs> That's how busy this guy is. He cannot take a single break. It is the great and hilarious Dan Dockage. Hey, Dan. Man, I want to be in Saratoga. I remember talking to you about that. Saratoga. Yeah. I own a couple, or I'm part owner of about uh, three racehorses, and that's like the dream. Run one at Saratoga and run one in the Derby. That's all I want to be able to do. Listen, you come out here. We've got a place for you and Coach to stay. We'll take you out to nice dinners. Come on out. Oh, man. I've heard so many great things about, you know, Saratoga and the whole area. And, of course, you know, Ashley, you, you played for Lee. And Lee's the first person, my wife, Lee Ross, uh, the head coach at softball for a number of years. She she convinced me that the Syracuse slash upstate New York area is a beautiful place. And I've learned that it is. I have. She, she's right about that. I'm biased. I'm from the area. So yeah. I have a lot of nice things to say about it. But you can't beat Saratoga. What would the scouting report have been, Ash, on you at Syracuse? Well, not good. Uh, uh, listen, I'm a manager turned walk-on. So <laughs> I'm the furthest thing from a player that there has ever been. But Coach Ross always treated me like a player, and that meant a lot to me. So I was always a part of the team. But I was, you know, on the bus tutoring other players. <laughs> I was bringing that GPA up. I was doing my best to pinch run. I wasn't a. I was. I didn't have to do any scouts because no one was scouting me. So. All right, uh, Dan. Let's let's get into this here with Jimmer Fredette, our guy from Glens Falls, who's also produced talk about Syracuse. Joseph Gerard III, a couple of good basketball players from Glens Falls, a, a small city in upstate New York. Uh, what have you seen from Jimmer? First time he's been playing competitively on a U.S. court since the eighteen nineteen NBA season. How's he look out there to you? You know, he looks in great shape. First and foremost, I mean, there are some of us that have not aged well and there are others like Jimmer Fredette that look like they could still be playing in college that's the first thing you notice because in the TBT there's a lot of guys that you remember them from college and how they looked in college 
but they almost look like they ate themselves from college, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? And Jimmer looks great. Now, he's played really well. His team is very good. Um, he hasn't shot the ball. And, and you know, just talking to him for just a second about it, he's been a little disappointed, you know, in his own shooting. But he scored, and he scored in a number of different ways. And I'll say this about him, man. He is competitive because um, – he does not let anybody on his team or the referees get away with nothing. I mean, mm. he's always talking and he's always engaged. And it's been really fun to watch. Really fun. Listen, I talked about, I said, I think they're the number one seed. And my guess is it's because they have a guy named Jimmer Fredette on their team. Anytime you hear that name, it brings back memories of the crazy run that he not single-handedly, but essentially single-handedly took that BYU team on uh, to the, through the Sweet 16. I, it's just funny when people, you always think of the one name, and that's him, Jimmer. There is only one guy. But what is it about this tournament that even despite when Jimmer wasn't there, that has allowed it to carry on? I think we're at nine years yeah. now. And when I first saw this tournament come out, I thought, I'm not sure that this is going to be so successful. Like a million bucks, who cares? But these guys all seem to get into it. And you've got all these alumni teams now that are put together, people playing for their old schools, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? The cool thing about the tournament is, yes, the million dollars is great, mm -hmm. right? And, and obviously, one everybody doesn't win a million dollars. You divide it up among your team. But in talking to these guys, and my son actually put together a team and, and had it in there, it's like, you know, when you played in college, a lot of people are like, man, if I could just have two more weeks of being a player, if I could just have two more weeks of being in the locker room, if I could just, you know, my buddies, you know, it was great while we were there. Maybe we took it for granted. And that's really what this is, particularly with the alumni teams. Like last, uh, well, in Dayton, uh, we've had the Dayton alumni team. We had the Golden Eagles, which is Marquette's alumni team. Um, we've had Purdue's alumni team. And it's, it's like, all right, you get to go back in time a little bit. And think about this. You know, a lot of these guys are good enough to play overseas. Well, the overseas market has slowed down uh, because of COVID. So now you can dance on national TV, on ESPN or ESPN Family Networks to play and to put something on tape. And I'm telling you guys, it is uber competitive. You're right about Jimmer. He's the star of the team. But he's got two other guys. He's got the 2000, I think it was 12 slam dunk champ, Jeremy mm -hmm. Evans. And he's got Trevor Booker, who just retired from the Pacers here. It's The level of basketball is high end. Uh, but but um, like Cher, Madonna, there is only one Jimmer. And that's who we kind of focus on during the broadcast, right? How's Jimmer doing? Yeah. Jimmer said to me, he was back in the Saratoga area a few weeks ago. And when I had a chance to talk with him, he said, it's like an old man's AAU tournament. I, I'll show up 20 minutes before the game, take off the flip flops, do a few lap lines, and I'm right back into it. Not well, so he's, bad. Lucky. he's lucky. He's in that good of shape. Yeah. All right. Some of these other dudes now, it's about an hour process to get stretched and get loose and you know, a lot of this, a lot of that. You know what I mean? But Jimmer, I don't know, what's he, 33 years old? Yeah. Whatever he is. My man, I mean, he literally can do that. But the guy I was talking about, Trevor Booker, I got there yesterday really early, like two hours before. I was sitting there eating ribs and just watching. Hey, my man is out there grinding to get loose. So Jimmer is not a normal human being. Let's just no. put it that way.
I believe that. Um, all right, Dan, while we've got you here quickly, before you you hit back the road, the road. to uh, to Dayton again, I, I, we want to ask you just some things that are not TBT related because you cover it all on both of your shows. Um, is Kevin Durant the right fit for Boston if that's what ends up happening? I don't know why Boston would do that. And, mm -hmm. and like, the obvious reason is why is Kevin Durant, he scores. But I got to tell you, um, I always said this about my former college coach, Bob Knight, and in a way, Donald Trump, not to make this political. It never ends well in relationships with those guys. Like, like you think about Durant, it never ends well. It didn't end well in Golden State. It didn't yeah. end well in OKC. Yeah. And in the NBA, um, you kind of got to knock on the door before you finally break through. I like what Boston has. I mm -hmm. I get the allure of that talent, but no, I don't think it makes total sense. Brad Stevens is a friend and a smart guy. He'll make the right decision, though, I guess. Uh, in terms of NFL, we know you've been to Colts camp. Um, Matty Ryan is a new name for that team. What do you think about that move? I personally loved it. I thought it was a great move because I feel like they're a veteran away from being a really good playoff team. And he might just be the one who is good enough to be accurate and make the system go. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you who wasn't, apparently, Carson Wentz. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I'm saying about Matt Ryan is, yeah, it, it looks on the surface. But you mm -hmm. know what, Scott? Man, did we get sold a bill of goods on Carson Wentz last year? You mm. know, uh, Frank Reich was Carson Wentz's mentor. They shared Bible <laughs> verses. Nobody knows him better. You know, all this kind of stuff. And I'm telling you guys, at the end of the year, I think they would have played with any one of us three at quarterback <laughs> rather than Carson Wentz. So I'm all in with exactly what you said, Ashley, about Matt Ryan. At least I hope I am because – it's more fun when your team wins, right? I mean, yeah. it's more fun when you get old and fat like I am. You want appointment TV. Like, I want to say, hey, look, Lee, we're getting everything done, and we're watching the Colts in a uh. big game. So, yes, I am with you. I certainly hope Matt Ryan's the guy, but I'm cautiously optimistic yeah. based on what happened with Carson Wentz and the Colts last year. Uh, you see it on your screen right there. Follow him on Twitter. Just simple, at Dan Dockich. Dan, one more from me before we let you go here. Uh, what does it say about not just a player, but a quarterback? We talked about the test coming out of college. You know, hey, th this guy's got to be the smartest, most dedicated player on the team. And and now you got to tell a guy you're going to pay $46 million a year we're watching you. We want to make sure you're studying four hours a week. What is this with Kyler Murray? He's a child. I mean, let's be honest. My mother was a school teacher. My father was a school teacher. If I got a C in high school, I had to study an hour. So three C's meant three hours a night. That's how you handle a high school kid. You know what I mean? That's not how you handle an NFL quarterback. I always say, I always say this. If you're going to be a pro, Emulate the greats. What do the greats do? Michael Jordan got big and strong and could go in the post and could add to his game. You know, Al Green. Well, what do quarterbacks do? Legendary Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, tape study, you know, working at it. I saw where Michael Vick said, you know, uh, I never studied tape. I wish I had. I'd have a Super Bowl ring. Wow. I was stunned, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. 
I was sitting there reading this going, wait, this, how are we monitoring this? You know, Ashley, you, you talked about tutoring students. My first year at Indiana, all the freshmen had to go to study table. And I had to sign in. I'm like, I'm not doing this crap. I'm not. What are you talking about? And this is a quarterback that is, what'd you say, $230 million, and they got to make you study. What's he got to wear, an ankle bracelet? So yeah. Where he is, does he have to have a wrist? What, is there an Apple Watch? GPS? Yeah. Hey, I'm not kidding you. That's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. And it just shows Kyler Murray is not trusted, and they're treating him like a child. Yeah. yeah. He's going to punch a clock into study hall every day <laughs> like I used to have to. Punch a clock, punch a clock. All right. Uh, is Baker Mayfield the starting quarterback for the Panthers? Yeah, I think so. I say I, yeah, too. I think he's got a little bit left in the tank. Um, you know, it's a battle of punchable faces, let's be honest, between Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. Oh. Both guys, you, you just kind of want to punch in the face and say, straighten up, you know, and I'm not even sure why. But, yeah, I think Baker may – look, Sam Darnold has been given two great jobs. He's been given the job at the New York Jets. How'd that go? Not great. Mm -hmm. Then he goes over to the Carolina Panthers, and everybody says, well, you know, the Carolina Panthers have weapons that he never had in with New York. Really? How'd that work out? Yeah. So I think Baker Mayfield's biggest problem, truthfully, was whatever his environment was in Cleveland. Whether he was wrong, they were wrong, only they know. But he's out of there. He's the number one pick in the draft for a reason. I think he'll be the starter. And frankly, I think he got really lucky getting out of there and going mm -hmm. to a place where he's got a real opportunity. There's only 32 of those jobs, right? Mm -hmm. It's not 130. There's only 32, man. He got lucky he's going to have a real opportunity. And we don't have longer than an hour show to even start to ask you about somebody like Deshaun Watson. Oh, so God. I will just say, Dan, man, it is so much fun to hear you back on the call of basketball yeah. games. We are loving it at home here in the Saratoga area. Uh, safe travels through all that you are doing. Yeah. And uh, love watching you on OutKick. Listen to you on the radio as well, man. Continued success. Thank you. And, and like I said... Always a place if you want to come to Saratoga. Seriously. Hey, look, I'm I'm like a cockroach. Once Lee and I show up, man, we spread out. We're there forever. You never I'm gonna get text there when we get off of this uh call here. <laughs> Lee told me to tell you hello. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course. Thank you, Dan. Happiness is found in simple things. The sun on your face, sharing laughs at the campground, getting wet relaxing together the love of family there's never been a better time to go outside and play alpenhouse pool spa boat and rv bringing families together and creating memories since 1964 teams athletes organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose. Claim your crown. And now back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. 
And we're back on Honorado and Company here. And look at the guy I've got <laughs> to my side, the man of the hour, the guest of honor, Joe Carr, hanging out with us here. A beautiful paddock suite, huh, Joe? Not bad. Yeah, it's pretty nice. This is uh, a big upgrade from the picnic table. I was <laughs> uh, a little kid. Yeah, this is air conditioned. It's going to be great. Yeah, absolutely. Here is the wine we are talking about, people. And it's such a great cause. A dollar from every single bottle of wine. This special reserve Cabernet by Josh Sellers. A dollar from every single bottle sold, Joe, is going to go towards a firefighter organization to support first responders. Why? Well, you know, I, uh, my father and my grandfather were both volunteer fire firemen in a little town called Berlin, New York, in <laughs> Rensselaer County, right down the street here. And uh, I grew up across the street from the firehouse, and uh, that culture was very much part of my life. And on an interesting note, um, 60 years ago this week, a propane gas tanker blew up and burned down half of Berlin. Mm. Ten people were killed and many people were injured, and volunteer firefighters from all over the county came to put out the fire and it, and it changed the way propane was transported at the time. My grandmother and my mother uh, took us down and put us in the river to protect us while all the houses were being burned down. It was remarkable. And, and uh, you know, that's something that has always been the history of our family's life and we've always thought about it. So when we created Josh Sellers, we wanted to give something back. Joe, what has the uh, response been like? We've got a kind of an inside look here, but what are we doing here today? Um, and what has the response been like for an event like this that goes to such good? Well, I mean, today is first responders day. Mm -hmm. So we've got a lot of uh, firefighters, uh, uh, police officers coming today. And we're actually uh, not just in the paddock here, but all over the track. Uh, this wine is being sold and part of the proceeds uh, we'll go to the Saratoga um, uh, Firefighters Community Fund, which will help uh, the local local firefighters, first responders uh, here in Saratoga Springs. And we're going to match whatever uh, is made today. We're going to match. Wow. So it's going to be a big thing. It's really exciting. Yeah. Um, it's great to be home. Um, I've been handicapping all day, but I think I'm just going to pick the horse with the brown spot. <laughs> That's the way to, to do it. Yeah. Uh, Joe, you were so gracious with your time with us a few weeks ago. This event, 50 people, it's very exclusive, Ash, sold out in minutes, which is not a surprise. Yeah. Uh, you could have done hundreds, uh, but it's a really intimate setting. It's a great thing, and I can only imagine it will grow from here on out. Um, what do you think of the wine? Well, you know, the wine is... We started making this reserve Lodi wine a couple of years ago, and the inaugural one we did put two firefighters, two first responders on the label. And, and it's just been a big hit. Wayne Donaldson is the, is a winemaker. He's an amazing winemaker. And um, we produce a certain amount. It's reserve uh, production and it sells out every year. Yeah. So it's, it's fun. And it's great to do these events. It's, it's about gratitude. Josh Sellers is always about gratitude. It's named after my late father. And, uh, you know, my, my late wife and I started this company 11 years ago, selling it out of the back of my truck. And, driving around uh, the Adirondacks in upstate New York, and everybody thought we were nuts. And and uh, now it's the number one brand in the country. So 
It's an American dream. You said, what, a thousand cases in your first year to more than five million now, Josh Sellers. Incredible stuff. And it's. uh, I had to get a bigger truck. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess so. I think so. Uh, We had dinner with a friend of yours, Craig Allen, a few nights ago. And uh, I, I, I can imagine I'll be stopping to his place to buy a few of these for sure. Uh, we're going to let you enjoy. Ash, final word, as always. I I know you're not based here full-time anymore, but to come back to the track, we talked to you about growing up here and, and you know the memories that you had here. Does it kind of give you those feelings again when you walk into a place like this? Uh, you know, like I said, my mom and dad would bring my sister. And I, my, my twin sister's coming today. Okay. She's wearing uh, – uh, my mom passed away last year, but she's wearing uh, my mom's favorite hat. Mm. You know, and she's going to do the same thing that my mom used to do. She'll go to the paddock and find the horse with like the brown spot yeah. and 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 win money. I never win any <laughs> money, but yeah, I know it's it's a lot of great memories. You know, we were little kids. They bring us here and pile us in, and we'd listen to music and have a picnic lunch. And I mean, this is pretty fancy here tonight. This is what I was used to, but it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. You're doing things right as an incredibly successful businessman. It would be easy to just kind of live that life and do what you do, but you're philanthropic in so many ways. And so we appreciate you being here. We appreciate you doing the show multiple times now. And uh, I know the crowd inside can't wait to uh, to pick your brain a little bit about the business and about how you make these incredible wines. All right. Well, thanks a lot. Joe, thank you, we'll man. See thanks, you soon. Good, to see right. you. Good to see you. Joe Carr with us here on Honorado and Company. Quick timeout when we come back. The Popeyes, Louisiana Fast Minute. Aaron Rodgers in a tank top oh. looking like Nicolas Cage at a Con Air. <laughs> I don't know. Hang on. We're back right after this. You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of NYSCOBA are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. NYSCOBA honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. At Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, Genair, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. And now, back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. Welcome back to Honorado and Company. Chris, is, we got a fan. Wait, I'm, we got a I'm, fan here. I'm He's speaking with some with people, people who are here to support this great <laughs> event and, and here with a firefighter. We're absolutely going to track him down and uh and get his story for sure it's worth telling yeah. we'll see you inside there great crowd here for this event with joe carr as he said from berlin and i had somebody email me ash when we were pumping this up on the morning show yeah. it's berlin not yeah, berlin berlin oh 
Berlin. So okay. Berlin. All right. Well, and, Joe would know. Uh, yeah, and it, and it was somebody who lives in Berlin. So yeah, I'm going to make Joe's sure we get this thing right. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Let's jump into what everybody has been talking about this week. And I just, you know, look, everyone I think who watches the show knows I'm a Packers fan. Yep. So I, I'm try. I try to be as down the middle and level-headed as I can about all this. Sure. But it's like every off-season. Yeah, I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers with that doesn't have anything to do with playing football. And so let's get into the Popeye's Louisiana Fast Minute here. Ash, you and I will share this one. This is Aaron Rodgers rolling into training camp. I mean. Now, this is stage. The slow-mo hand through the hair kills me. It stay. It drops the bag yep. to who? Yep. Nobody. There's yep. nobody there. It is a staged social media event. No doubt. Uh, it has everybody talking, and Aaron Rodgers has. I don't think ever cared too much about what people thought about him. Although no. it has created a competitive chip on his shoulder. Look this at this amazing. side by side with Nicholas Cage from it's Con amazing. Air. It, this is a setup, right? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers knew I am dressing like Nicholas Cage from Con Air, and everybody's going to be talking about it. I mean, listen, it doesn't take much to dress. Like, it's not like it's this special outfit that is unique to him. You know how many people have worn that white tank and, uh, and yeah. jeans in their lives? But the hair, the beard, the whole thing totally is set up. And, and there there it is again. And I don't, it just, it's all about him. It's always all about him. Oh. No matter what the attention, it's all about him. Good, but, bad, different, it doesn't matter. It's got to be about Aaron Rodgers. But isn't that fun? Like, isn't what he just did there fun like yeah he, he there's there's great self-deprecation there the internet's gonna kill me over doing this and yet i'm gonna allow the packers organization to shoot video of it turn it into a slow-mo video tweet it out my teammates will make fun of me they'll get a good laugh is this not a way for him to be uh you know down in the the dirt with the other guys as opposed to the, the quarterback who's making 50 million dollars a year he's, yeah but he's not i mean people aren't gonna make fun of him for it people love it that's the thing it's like people love the fact that he was if this was pre-planned and if it was pre-planned with the packers uh people love that it's not like they're making fun of him but yes he always needs to be the center of attention if you're his teammates do you love it as much i don't know i think they probably do because I think they probably think it's funny. Oh, they love it. I, but yeah. there aren't, I mean, most of his teammates are younger than you and I, and we're almost too young for Con Air. Like, I feel like I'm <laughs> almost too young for Con Air. I've seen it, but we're on, like, the very verge of, yeah. like, the edge of that. Kids in their 20s and early 30s have not seen that movie. No, no, you're right. Nick says he should be able he to afford a shirt with sleeves. Yeah. But that's why he keeps his money. He doesn't spend it on his clothing. Yeah. Uh, so I, I had this and I'll pop it up now, even though I didn't actually during the segment. Is that the look of a Super Bowl winning quarterback? No, but what does a Super Bowl winning quarterback look like? Tom Brady. Tom Brady is what a Super Bowl winning quarterback looks like. You remember what Tom Brady used to look like? Remember that picture from his draft day? It was a long time ago. He wasn't winning. I now know. he's dressed in Canali suits or whatever. But. What the year Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl, yeah. what did he look like? He's gonna look a lot different than he did now. So he doesn't look like a Super Bowl winning quarterback. And he back when he won it, who knows if he looked like a Super Bowl winning quarterback? Yeah, okay. All right, still a lot to come on the show here. We've got the Marcellus Appliance MVP of the month. We are at the end of the month of July. Can you believe Ooh. it? August. Oh, this is not right. Now. 
We'll give you our MVP of the month. We've got our performance industrial dirty, difficult, done still to come here as well. Back in only 30 seconds, everybody. I don't care what kind of stories that's been told on you. That may be a lot of things in life you used to do. carbs and 95 calories. And now back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. And now back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. Back on Honorado and Company, uh, let me throw this up here from Brian. Have a fun this afternoon. It looks like a beautiful day to be at the track. It's a little humid. If I'm going to complain at all, it's a little humid. Of course, I'm the idiot. A little bit, but I'm in no sleeves, so I'm a little better better? off than you. Feels better? Yeah. Yeah, it is nice. Okay, it's not 97. It's not raining. We are happy to be at the track. It is a beautiful, beautiful place uh, to be. I'm showing that in Nick comment because it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Rogers rolled. Look, but okay, but that's after he won the Super Bowl. I know, but it's funny. Uh, Rogers needs to win one more. I I know it. And Carol says we don't all love him. She's right, Carol. I don't love him either. So only one podcaster loves him. The Honorado portion of this podcast loves him. Love him. The company portion doesn't. Yes, I will. I will continue to love him. I've stood by him him through all of this other nonsense. I can handle a Nicholas Cage Conair. Spoof. The only other choice you have would be to love Jordan Love. And I might have to do that someday. At, at some point. And that's might. okay. Yeah. I All don't right. think you'll have to. All right. Here we go. Marcellus Appliance MVP of the month still to come. But let's get, while we're talking the NFL, we're talking quarterbacks, let's do the performance industrial dirty, difficult, done. And now, dirty, difficult, and done. Presented by Performance Industrial. All right, Ash, everybody's been talking about Aaron Rodgers, but this is really what grabbed Mm -hmm. everybody's attention this week, I think, anyway. And that is Kyler Murray's contract. And I will say, thanks to our buddy Bill Miller at Performance Industrial, South Glens Falls and Albany locations, there is no job that is too difficult or too dirty. He will, and his team will get it done, whatever life throws at your business or your home you want to epoxy a floor like we showed you at novice clothing company headquarters last week performance industrial does an incredible job seek them out and bill miller is the guy to talk to there all right who did kyler murray dirty in the cardinals organization because i'm telling you right now somebody is not his friend in arizona the contract leaks, and it's the page that says he is required by the team to study four hours a week. The playbook, four hours a week. 
I know he's a young guy, and I know his head coach is a college coach by trade, but we don't need study hall in the NFL, or at least we shouldn't. This is a little concerning to me that you are going to pay a guy $46 million a year, and yet you don't trust him to really know the playbook as well as he should. Yeah, and listen, this tells you all you need to know about him. He definitely got done dirty. I don't disagree with you, but I can't imagine that the Chargers have to force a guy like Justin Herbert to put his nose in the books. You know what? In fact, maybe they say, all right, man, here's the deal. We're going to limit you to 12 hours a week. Like there are guys who you have to pull out of books and force them to get a little time away from football. This clearly is not that guy. This is the guy that you have to force to do it, which is very concerning. And by the way, oh, by the way, four hours, that's like nothing. If he's only doing four hours, that's going to be a team that's not going to win. Right. The concern would be he's only going to live up to the basement mm-hmm. that we give him, uh, and that's four hours. It is certainly, yeah, you're right, not enough. A guy like Peyton Manning, you couldn't keep away from film study. Philip Rivers wanted to live in San Diego still after the Chargers moved to L.A., that he bought a big RV so that in the two-hour drive, he could watch film. Mm-hmm. He didn't want those two hours of commuting to be wasted. Uh, it didn't seem like Kyler Murray is that kind of guy. And, oh, by the way, what has he done yet in his career? They've improved each yeah, year. Yeah, no doubt. But have they? No. So, no, and he showed, listen, he showed flashes of brilliance. He's proven that he adds a dimension that other teams don't have with his yeah, legs. He yeah. can extend plays. He can do things that not every quarterback in the NFL can do. But if you just studied the playbook and wanted to study the playbook, imagine what you could do from there. If it, it, it just kind of sounds like you're forcing him to do this. Imagine what the ceiling would be, yeah, how yeah. high the ceiling would be for a guy like him if he did all the things that some of those other quarterbacks do do already and don't have to be forced to do. All right. We're at the end of the month, like we said. So that means only one thing. Our people at Marcella's Appliance bringing you the MVP of the month. It's time for the Marcella's Appliance Center MVP of the month. I love that little animation. Shout out to our guy, John Conlon. I almost said choo-choo, but it's a van. Uh, He does such incredible work. And shout out to our people at Marcellus Appliance Center, Schenectady, and Clifton Park. It's where all of our appliances in our home are do. Johnny Marcella is the man there. Go talk to him. He'll get you the deal and the appliances you need. Mm -hmm. Here is the Marcellus MVP of the month. You're like, Juan Soto. He's a good player, and obviously he was home run derby, but he's on a last place team. How could he be the MVP, Chris? You always say most valuable player has to be on a playoff team. Otherwise, where's the value? Here's the value. Juan Soto is the most valuable player currently because I don't ever remember a guy at 23 years old just ascending into his prime, an absolute superstar, ever being on the trade market. He's got two years left on his contract. He just turned down 15 years and $440 million bet on Washington. That's not good enough. You should know that. No. And so now he becomes the most valuable and most coveted player in Major League Baseball because for the next 10 years, he's going to be an absolute stud 
for some franchise other than the Washington Nationals. That's why he's my MVP, Ash. Yeah, no doubt. And you said it. He went out not only after all this went down, so there's all this drama. He declines the contract. Everyone gawks at the numbers, which, oh, by the way, we've talked about it. Average annual value is nowhere near where it should be for a guy that's a top 10 player in the league. Uh, So I don't blame him there. Flies to L.A., wins the home run derby, and then is like, all right, where am I going to play now? Because if that if you didn't already want me, well, now you should definitely want me because you've seen the power firsthand. You saw the he brings personality to the game. He had fun with it. He is what every team wants. Now, we've talked about it. You're the Marcellus MVP for a reason. Somebody is going to have to sell you their whole team in order to get him on their team. So it's going to have to be a very unique situation to get him. Uh, If I'm the Yankees, I don't do it. I've told you I stay with Judge. But he's going to end up somewhere, and he's going to make a great team a World Series winner, or he's going to make a good team a great team. Yeah, or he's uh, going to make a bad team a good team, but I don't think he's going to go to a bad team. No, I no. I, first of all, bad team is going to be a small market mm-hmm. team that may have the resources in terms of player capital, but won't be able to pay him in two years. So unless you're Tampa and you feel like, hey, we're really close, we can go win this thing in the next two years, let's, let's trade for him, and then we know we won't re-sign him. I, I'm with you. It's got to be a big, big market team. It's got to be in New York and L.A., even a San Diego. They seem to be really hot on him. But I don't think it gets I, – I, initially I thought this is going to get done sooner rather than later yeah. because how do you go through the rest of the season with him on your roster knowing he wants out, you know he's out, but I don't think it gets done to the winter. This feels like a, a winter meetings deal where some blockbuster gets done, right? Yeah, I- Nick brings up a good point. I, I'm not going to say he's our Goldschmidt's our MVP, but this would be interesting. Imagine Soto along with Goldschmidt and Arenado in the lineup in St. Louis. It oh, how often do the Cardinals just kind of like casually get all these good players and end up? It's been a while, but end up deep into the postseason. They are like quintessential. When I was growing up, it was like no matter who they had, they generally got deep into the postseason because mm. they're the Cardinals. Mm. Yeah, that would get him there. Goldschmidt might be the Major League Baseball regular season MVP, yeah. uh, and so we've got a couple of months before that gets settled. Paul Goldschmidt might end up our Marcellus MVP of the month uh, before all is said and done. We'll see. Uh, we are going to see some beautiful people, maybe taste some outstanding. I got to go bring back that wine. I stole a bottle of wine. This thing will be getting underway in a minute. I gotta go bring go return it. I don't know if they'll miss it. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I don't know that they'll miss it. All right. Yeah, it might look better on our wine rack at home <laughs> than in the paddock suite. All right, Ash, this was fun. Thanks for popping up yeah, to Saratoga and doing the show as always. Thank you for watching everybody on Arado and Company live from Saratoga Race Course. We hope you have a great week. We hope you're back with us here next week on Honorado and Company.